This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel from BetQL. Pretty much, I feel like we're the team to beat. You know, we didn't we didn't get here luckily. You know, we 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 went out every game. If you watch every back end second second half of our last last playoff games or, or, or games since uh, we played the Chiefs the first game, we literally went out there and, and uh, won the game. You know, we, we our defense went out there and took had two tur- two turnovers the last two, last two, three weeks. You know, in the offense, once that's done, we go out there and we finish it. You know, it's, it's a collective collective job. You know, when, once you go out there and execute and, and, and at the end of the day, it's going to come, back, come down to whichever team won it the most, and we've been showing that. Welcome in. It's Friday. One more Friday. One more Friday. Before we get to the big game, you can, you have to say it that way. You have to say it that way every single time or you get sued. It's Joe Ostrowski, Nick Ashew here on BetQL Daily, hanging out with you for the next few hours. A uh, little conversation about the Super Bowl. A bunch of those props dropped last night. I know at the Superbook, it was a big party. They were tweeting about it. Uh, 500 props hit the board. And, you know, that's they're just going to keep on adding. I expect to uh, be in the four-figure range by the time we get to Super Bowl <laughs> Sunday. So we'll start to go over uh, some of those. Nick, how you doing this morning? I'm good, man. It's a rainy, rainy day in D.C. But I'll tell you this, I would take that over the snow. It's like man. I feel like I'm living in Chicago with all the snow we've had recently. <laughs> Although when I say that, you're probably laughing going, you have absolutely no idea. The snow has stopped. I just I look out there into the abyss and i'm like this is never going anywhere and then when when we're happy when it does get above freezing i looked over the next week it doesn't look like that's going to happen uh kids love it but i i look out and i'm like okay yeah we need to get rid of all the snow but then it's going to be a massive flood then i'm going to be bitching about that one as well it's just going to be one thing after another we're in february man we're in february I know. there's there's no end in sight but oh well. Yeah, Everybody I mean, l- listen to this. January went quicker, so like I'll I'll, I'll take that. But it, it's funny because like you know anybody that lives in like a warm weather city just sits back and laughs when people like us talk about the weather and you know where it's like snowing for a month straight or whatever it is. Like I'm just happy to have the rain to rinse off all the gross stuff that's on the road, so I don't have to go get my car washed. I can do that. You know, it's the simple things you talk about when you're a kid and you love it. Yeah, I loved it when I was a kid. It was great because I didn't have school, yeah. didn't really have to <laughs> do anything. Like snow days were awesome. You have those traditions. And then when you're an adult, you're like, snow days don't exist. Like, you just have to do what you you need to do most of the time anyway. Well, the funny thing is snow days don't exist anymore for children either. Because what they've realized with COVID is we can do school from home. Okay. Everybody's got the internet. Everybody, everybody's working from home anyways. The parents can monitor. Last two days, my kids were home doing e-learning. They're going back to school today. 
So uh, mm-hmm. that kind of that sucks for them. It really does. See, that's that's the stuff that I lose track of. But I was because I don't have any kids. My wife's just yeah. me and my wife, and that's it. Well, dog and a cat. If we count those, they're they're enough. Let me put it this way: they're enough work. Every friend that I have that has kids are like, that should be enough work for you. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm fine where I am. But that <laughs> that has changed. You're now it. You're right. Where they? It's kind of you've lost a lot of the snow days for and for teachers. Teachers need those too, man. Like that, they they need that stuff. But I even think of like you know before I came over to Odyssey, you know, I spent the last three years in TV and. If it snowed, you get put up in a hotel and it's like, we got to do shows like doesn't matter. Like you got to be in studio. So it's like you didn't even have right. snow days with this because you can't like TV and radio still goes on. But now we've learned that we can do so much remotely that we can do shows from anywhere. Build these great home studios. You can not mm-hmm. have to be put up in a hotel. So, yeah, snow days don't I, they don't exist. One day there will be kids and, and we will be saying to them, it'll be the next generation even past these kids. And we'll go, you know, back in my day. We used to have these things called <laughs> snow days, and it right. was a great time. They don't exist anymore. <laughs> well, you're you, teleporting you, to. I don't know. <laughs> I, I did feel for you last night because when you have a dog, and it's not a huge dog, you got three and a half points with the Bulls last night that you were on. But when, when you feel yep. like you're on the right side, when you're on the dog, you get to overtime. And then sometimes, you know, especially in college, you see this, you can have a double digit dog. And you could still lose it once you get to overteam, overtime. Uh, all things are uh, are up in the air at that point. Vooch had a big game, but Zach Levine clearly looks like he's hobbled. He is not 100%. It wouldn't surprise me if he ends up sitting tonight against the Pacers. Yeah, this is uh, – it, it's a tough stretch for the Bulls. And they kind of called this the dog days of February, you know, in the NBA, where guys are getting hurt, guys are sitting out. You see James Harden. Has not well. He really hasn't been himself this whole year, but that's another example of somebody right now. If you're if you're looking on the prop market, I'll put that out as a spoiler right now. Uh, Harden has not been putting up the numbers that you usually mm-hmm. expect, but you know the the Bulls. This really all falls down to you know Vucevic and Demar Derozan, and those are the two that are really going to have to carry a team like the Bulls. We're listen, still sitting at 32 and 19. The expectations are high for them, and they've had to overcome. You know, Alex Caruso and Lonzo Ball being out and missing a ton of time. And and really, credit them. They're still keeping pace there with it. But this is now looking like those situations where they're a little bit harder to predict. And there may be more situations where an underdog is able to cover against them just because of some of these situations where, let's just say, DeRozan's playing too many minutes and he's just exhausted late in a game mm-hmm. and then ends up benefiting whoever it is they're playing. So that's the type of thing you have to keep in mind this time of year. And you know this too, like whether it's the NBA or the NFL, they both have been so unpredictable this year when it comes to underdogs in general, guys missing time because of you know COVID. We had that stretch in November and December. Uh, th- this is going to be another one of those stretches in the NBA where you got to really look at some of those other factors as well. So, yeah, and the Heat take care of the Spurs, 112 to 95. So this is significant for the top of the Eastern Conference because now we have a tie for the one seed. And this is something that I've been thinking about a lot over the last week. Um, I don't recall if I uh, mentioned it to you during our hour together yesterday. But if you look now to make make missed playoffs now because of the play-in, that means top six seeds at most sports books. Always check your rules. Mm -hmm. But you figure there's going to be one of these teams that takes a slip, right? Um, probably not going to be the Heat as they get healthier. With Embiid, as long as he stays healthy, you don't expect that to happen with Philadelphia. Uh, Brooklyn is hanging on. They're hanging on to the sixth seed. They're still expected (laughs) to be in the playoffs. But I was wondering if there's value on one of these uh, teams that have been at the top at one point to miss the playoffs, to miss the playoffs. I didn't see Cleveland posted, 
But uh, mm-hmm. the Bulls now five and eight in their last 13 games. They are still tied for the one, but they're only three games up on that six seed. They are 13 to one right now to miss the playoffs. The Bulls? Yes. Yes. I feel like one of these teams is going to falter in the last couple months. Maybe it's Cleveland. I, I expect Brooklyn to be back at some point, you know, near, yeah. near the top where they belong. But the Bulls are just like staring at me in the face. And if you look at the remaining schedule, they have a tough one. I believe they're fifth on Tankathon, toughest remaining schedules. So, look, I mean, obviously, if they continue to have if they continue to have the injury situations they're dealing with, that's the first logical thing that pops in your mind, right? Where you're looking at a team and saying, okay, this is that's what's going to help them fall off because uh, we've seen the Nets and where they are now without Durant. Harden's been in and out. Kyrie, we know, has been in and out anyway. But Mm -hmm. that team at full strength, especially once Durant comes back, is probably going to skyrocket back up those standings in the East. I'd probably lean towards Cleveland only with the sense that they're ahead of schedule. Uh, But. You saw the initial struggles. Like when Ricky Rubio went out, I was thinking, uh-oh, they're starting to lose games. You're going, that that's the proof that Rubio was one the glue that kind of kept them all together. I'm I'm always a big fan of when you're building a team. Like you need to have a point guard that's a playmaking point guard. There's not a lot of those left in the NBA, but the guys can go out there and get everybody else involved, kind of the quarterback of that offense. That's what a point guard's supposed to be, and that's what Rubio was for the Cavs. But they've started to overcome that now. I still, if I was to lean at one, I'd probably lean towards Cleveland because right now they're the five C in the Eastern Conference. And if they could fall, like if you told me they fall down to seven or eight, like that doesn't seem crazy necessarily to me. Chicago just being where they are at the top of the Eastern Conference to find them falling all the way down past the sixth seed just feels like a lot to me. But, you know, there is that worry with Levine still not being right. Alex Caruso has been out and, you know, Lonzo Ball was that point guard that kind of kept him up. Like, so it certainly makes sense. But but when you look at these standings right now, I'm sitting there going, it's it's hard to really justify any one of these teams falling out of that spot in the East. Sure, sure. It's certainly tough to see Philadelphia, Milwaukee. Those are 16 to one to miss the playoffs. Miami, 20 to one. I can't really see it with, with that, with those teams. But maybe one of those others, Brooklyn, 11 to 1, and they've got, I guess, a big game tonight. We'll talk about that later on. Uh, the Hawks are right now in the playing game. They are the 10th seed in the East, and they upset the Suns last night, 124 to 115. Trey Young show, pouring in 43, eight in returns, but uh, he was certainly limited, only played 24 minutes. I got that cover with Atlanta. That's all I care Woo. about there. That's all like, listen, that's. This is another example, too, of a team that's starting to find a little bit of a stride at just the right time. Because coming into this game, Phoenix had won 11 straight. Phoenix has been the hottest team in the NBA. They've had multiple stretches where they've been there this year. But, you know, we look at Atlanta and think about where they were last year, obviously. They go, Nate McMillan is the interim head coach, and then everything turns around for them. They go to the Eastern Conference Finals. And then, of course, you got Trey Young at the beginning of this year going, you know, the regular season's a little boring. We got a taste of important games last year. And all I could think of was, they're in big trouble if they're bored during the regular season. Now you're not good enough yes. and you haven't been consistent enough to have that right. be your mindset as a team, but you did see that for a while, but they're start, it's starting to click now. And look, I don't know. It, it just, you kind of see some of these teams where there's trends where they just do the same thing every year. Like I think of the Arizona Cardinals and the last two years where they've had great starts and then horrible finishes to the regular season. And we saw them flame out in the playoffs. The Hawks are the opposite of that, where they have had poor starts the last two years and then it starts to click. And a win like this over the Suns with the way that they're playing, 
that's a massive confidence booster for the Hawks. And look, we can look up all the trends and how they play against who or whatever, how they are defensively. In the end, sometimes mm -hmm. it's just that mental side of it where you see a team that's playing well, they get that confidence booster beating a team that's the hottest team in the NBA in the Suns, and the Hawks are going, all right, we got this, and we're starting to find that rhythm again. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, speaking of trends, the trend continues. Lakers still bad. They lost again yeah. <laughs> this time. This time to the Clippers <laughs> last night. They they almost had it. AD misses misses a shot there. Uh, no LeBron, no Paul George. So we don't want to take too much away from this game. But uh, it it's amusing to many to see the Lakers sitting there at nine, Clippers at eight. Uh, not something many people were expect expecting. Uh, but again, not not uh, something you could take too much away with the stars sitting. However. It's not like we're sitting here talking about, okay, now it's finally turning around for the Lake Show. It, it, it's not. Look, look making yeah. the playoffs is going to be enough of a struggle for the Lakers at this point. Yes. Without LeBron James, they're a mess. And there was, some, there was some report that came out the other day where somebody within the organization, not that they're, not that they're going out on a limb by saying this. They basically said the, every game LeBron James misses, we fall more and more behind. And we're, they are. They're mm -hmm. a mess without LeBron. And, you know, hopefully – Everybody that wants to talk about the everybody loves the Jordan LeBron conversation and it's just stupid and it's just it's just played out at this point. But when you're incorporating that into the conversation, let's look at how teams fall off whenever LeBron James is not on the court, whether it's when he leaves, when he left Miami, when he left Cleveland both times and how they looked when it's the Lakers, when he's just not out there on the floor. He is the glue. He is everything for this team. And this is what happens. This is what happens when you trade for Russell Westbrook. It doesn't, mm -hmm. he doesn't make teams better. There's all these reports about like, well, maybe the Knicks are interested. My God, how many more teams are going to try this Russell Westbrook experiment before no. they realize he doesn't make anybody better? No, we, we were smart. They were dumb. I mean, everybody saw this coming a mile away. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm just happy about it. I mean, it, it's fine. And they're not going to turn around at any, <laughs> at any bas point You're basking in their failure. I love basking it. I love it. How do, you not, how do you not? It's so good. It's so good. Um, and it, we got some NFL news. In addition to what's happening with the Super Bowl props, which we'll be getting to in about 10 minutes from right now, we did get another hiring in the National Football League. Doug Peterson going to Jacksonville. Boy, that was a long process. If you get your dude, I'm never going to complain about it. It's fine. Take an exhaustive approach. Talk to as many people. Get ideas. I, d I don't have any confidence that the Jags are going to figure out what they've done wrong in their organization. They're going to turn it around for good. I'm not sure there. I mean, that all uh, rests on the shoulders of one Trevor Lawrence. But for Jags' expectations, not bad. I mean, three playoffs in five years in Philadelphia. We know about the Super Bowl year. They end up interviewing 10 people for the position. Uh, that's that's better than I expected. And also, it tells me that Doug Peterson had no other team knocking at his door. 
You know, it's interesting. The Jag situation is, it, it's kind of a mixed bag for me because from a team perspective, you've got your franchise quarterback who still, look, I know Trevor Lawrence had a horrible year. I, I just wiped that rookie year out because it just, it was a dumpster fire. I, I, Urban mm -hmm. Meyer was a horrible coach, had no business being there. So he was ruined his rookie year. We forget about that. If you get to come into a team as a head coach and have your franchise quarterback set on a rookie deal for multiple years, and on top of that, Jacksonville can have up to $74 million in cap space this offseason. You've got a chance to build around your quarterback in every aspect that you could possibly think of. Plus, you've got that franchise quarterback. The issue then, though, is the owner's a dope and keeps getting everything wrong. And Trent Baalke is a horrible GM and has no business being there. It's why Byron Leftwich said, I'm only going to take the job if you get rid of Trent Baalke. Clearly, they said no because Byron Leftwich took his name out of the hat. And then a day later, they hired Doug Peterson. So, you know, there's... There's, there's a framework there to build a team that can win, and we've seen what Doug Peterson can do. The smart move for them is they got an offensive-minded coach. Yes. That's what's important. It's like in Chicago, why you bring uh, a defensive coordinator in when you've got Justin Fields who needs an offense. Even if you get a great offensive coordinator, if they do a great job, they're going to leave, and they're going to go somewhere else, and you start all over again. So it's, an, it's a good move for the Jaguars, but now Bulky's got to get out of the way, which is almost impossible, and then the owner's got to get out of the way too. I don't disagree with what you're saying about an offensive-minded head coach because you're not going to lose them. I'd love to have that problem. Bring me that problem where the OC yeah. is one of those hot names. He develops True. Justin Fields, That's and then true. you're hoping that you can hit on it again. Yeah. Dan Quinn ran into that issue in Atlanta when Shanahan ended up leaving. So uh, four yeah. openings left. Sounds like O'Connell is close to going to the mm -hmm. Vikings, but uh, probably won't get anything official until after the Super Bowl on that one. Joe Ostrowski, Nick Ashew, this is BetQL Daily. Coming up next, there are hundreds and hundreds of Super Bowl props. Last night, a big night in Vegas. We're going to go over some of them, and we'll tell you where the early sharp money went on these various props. You've got BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook.